Hey, hey, come on, let's talk this out. Alright, hey everybody. Um, Welcome back to another episode of The Gray Area. My name is Will. Christian. My name's Jackson. This is The Gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're happy to have you here. Well, we're back, yeah. Just not too much new. Just yeah. There's absurd amount of news, but we, you know, there's just too much to cover. But yeah, so we'll we'll get to what we get to. Um, we do think we have some interesting topics in store for you, though. So stay right. stay stay tuned. Very much. Yeah. I mean, I guess like first thing if we start off with the question is um, like what is what tattoo would you guys got? Or get if you had to get a tattoo, like anything, because I don't know you guys to be very much tattoo guys. No, I am not a tattoo person, and not because like I have anything wrong with it. Just I feel like I don't have any ideas. Like I could see myself getting a tattoo if I had an idea for something I wanted to be on my body permanently, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't right now. So I mean, if I ever come up with something, I'll maybe I'll get it tattooed. But I could see Will with a full sleeve, just <laughs> yeah. tatted up. Like I've thought about that sometimes. Spots. If I ever if I ever start working out, then I might do that. Because I feel like my, my skinny arms right now, um, it would it would just look stupid. Just like a bunch of gang tattoos, you're all swolled up and stuff, fresh <laughs> out of the penitentiary. I I feel like I'd want to get something that's like like a joke, but not obvious that it's a joke, you know, like <laughs> so you can play it off as a cool tattoo, but everybody else knows what it is. Like Yeah. Gotta get I tried really offensive, but then say, no, this was my dad's favorite drawing. He died in a tragic accident. <laughs> uh, I'd probably just get something like like about family or something. And I only mention this because the whole Chris Evans thing, like blowing up about him having chest tattoos and stuff. Like, to be honest, I don't even like, like freak out over him having chest tattoos. Mm-hmm. I really don't think it's that big of a deal. I, mean, I don't I don't really get it. People get stuff like lines and skulls on their chest. It doesn't even doesn't just, look that appealing. I just feel like I'd be like if I was like eighty seven and had a stretched out Wu Tang thing on the back <laughs> of my chest, be be pretty bad, man. I think cool how often that. how often do you see your grandpa without his shirt on? Really? That's true. When he I mean, I don't know. What if I slipped in the bathtub? No, that's the that's one thing. Like, just imagine you like die in the middle of a shower, and they got to find you just butt naked, sprawled out in in a shampoo all in your hair. (laughs) Yeah, oh man, shit itself. (laughs) Or like, like you have an aneurysm on the toilet. Like, what do you do then? When you die, um, not to be crass, but your bowels, you lose control over your bowels as soon as you die. So that's. Everything. That's real. When you die, you will have a bowel movement. So if you die in the shower, you're you're spending your next your first twenty minutes of of lifelessness in a pool of your own um, your own waste. Hey, so, but plus side, the next seven minutes, your brain is gonna be doped up on DMT. Is that true? So that, yeah, that, they found that out. Um, because you know they talk about you have another seven minutes of brain activity after death or whatever. Like mm-hmm. even after decapitation, I think. After, and not where not where you can feel things, but it's like dreaming. After decapitation, there have been people who uh, they did a test where you know blink until you're dead, <laughs> like literally with a de- with a with an inmate, and the dude kept blinking for like twenty seconds. Hmm. You know, people who do have awareness after that, apparently, and that's probably like um, you know how people will cut open meat and it'll just be like spazzing and stuff, like yeah. All the- uh, tension, like signals, are still getting sent through. Yeah, did, here's a funny story. There was actually a chicken that they cut off its head, but the brain was still attached to it, and that dude lived for years. No, yeah. there was a chicken. It had no brain attached to it, and it lived for years. And I think we might be talking about the same one. Mm-hmm. I don't remember I having think its name is like, any sort of brain. Yeah, no, it's that's that's where the 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 term running like running around like a chicken with its head cut off comes from is because um chickens when they I don't know what it is, but chickens, when you cut their heads off, they will, they're liable to keep on like spazzing yeah. out for, for hours. It survived for 18 months Jeez. in 1945. Crazy. They, they de- beheaded it, 
and they got pictures of it just standing here, beheaded, that's, and it's alive at the just time. Posted. That's yeah. So weird. They fed it through like it's it's trachea. They like do droppers through trachea or something. Why would you decapitate it and just continue to feed it? Like, what is the? Was it on purpose? I don't yeah, even know. I mean, you wouldn't just imagine if you just cut off some dude's head and he just got up and just kept on walking around. You'd be yeah. like, yeah, you probably feel pretty bad. You probably feel at least responsible for making sure he ate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. Like, like, how do you? I don't even know. Where's the line drawn? Like, can, are we allowed to do that to a dog since we can do that to a chicken or? What? Ah, like they put him through a circus too, because that's got to be something you know crazy. That's attraction right there. Like, yeah, I, I would be thinking it's an illusion or something. Mm-hmm. How? When is it unethical? I mean, I guess cutting off a head, you'd think that's got to be the most like easy. That's got to be the easiest way to die. Mm-hmm. But I guess so. not for this chicken. I mean, I mean, frankly, if I cut off some dude's head. Not saying that I would, but if I if I situation, <laughs> bruh, and he just walked up and just kept on going, I would just that's his free pass. Yeah, like, that's, yeah. that's like that's yeah, yeah. Win, like bro. what what else are you supposed to do? Like, all right, I mean, you you want to stay alive that bad that you're willing to stay alive without your head? Like, you know, you I, you got this. Go ahead. Yeah, I saw this video. Hopefully, the cartel doesn't come after us. I don't know if you guys saw it, but we're the cartel. This dad, like, apparently owed them money or something, and they were, like, in Mexico or whatever, so they're speaking Spanish. And so the son, you know, was punished with him, and they decapitated the dad right in front of the son and just tore him up, like, skinned him alive. And he he was living through it, even without his heart for a second, and then he slowly passed out. That's Temple of Doom style. Yeah, for for real. There's crazy stuff in, like, Colombia in that region of the earth, the, uh, the environmentalist activists are like caught in the middle of a huge drug war. And it's not even because the environmentalists are doing anything. It's because they're literally, they just see them running around. Like I just read a story. This dude was trying to conserve some parrots. They found his body in a shallow grave with two bullets in his chest. Gosh, yeah, people don't, I don't know if people who sign up to be like criminal investigators and stuff, even know what they're signing up for because i thought about that and movies can be pretty accurate but that video that was something else to just walk in on like this i think he's like 15 or something like torn up cut up and the dad decapitated i don't know if i can do that it's it's just crazy the amount of human cruelty that is people that people are capable of i mean imagine having a 15 year old watch your own dad be decapitated Mm -hmm. i mean uh, humans are crazy like everything we don't realize how much we're driven off of instinct like that whole australian parliament stuff um where people are so driven off of their like sex drive they can't even control themselves in business well yeah, for people who don't know um do one of you guys want to explain what happened in case somebody missed that in the news yeah, i'll explain so for anybody who doesn't know so australia's form of government is a parliament which is like our congress and they are elected each year and they have a prime minister well the parliament, they, a staffer who remains anonymous leaked videos and pictures of parliament, actual parliamentarians. So it's like congressmen and women and senior staffers having intercourse in the parliament bi- building. Like there are videos of people, they're bringing sex workers into the, it's like, it's like if Ted Cruz was cheating on his wife on the on the vice president's chair it's so, like when uh, you said you said it's like watching aoc getting doggy style like yeah like it, it's that type like for australia that is how extreme it yeah. is and this is the like like and the prime minister didn't even know but my question is how do you not know something like that how does this just get- yeah it's a whole web of things and it's, and- it's crazy you guys can look up the uh the photos or the you can go on bbc and they'll tell you about mm-hmm. it but it... <laughs> there's even some like like uh rape scandals too and i was saying earlier like you know if i was in that situation and desperation just came over me and like morals were out of the window and i was one of the women i mean the easiest way out of that would you know you'd have to claim like rape or something somewhere where like you could some way out because they are how are they not going to be punished? The, yeah, they, no, they say it's not illegal, but that's really that's a pretty 
Like if you're caught in that kind of situation, I really can't think of anything you could do to save any kind of political mm. career. Cause like their kids you're... probably saw some photos. Oh That's... yeah. He's no, like, if if I could you imagine being a kid in like middle school and it comes out that your dad, a Senate member, was having sex with a prostitute on the Senate floor yeah. and there was video footage of it, like you would get destroyed. This isn't this isn't in their private time. This isn't in like the Senate's perfect corner. They're this in the suits. where they have debates over foreign policy, guys. This is people who like control whether or not Australia goes to war. And they were having intercourse right there. And they took videos of it. These are people, <laughs> these are people who have Stupid. PR teams who tell them not to do these things. And they, it's like, it's like uh, a serial killer recording themselves doing it and then just leaving it in the hands yeah. of everybody to get it sent out. So, quarantine has people desperate. Well, they're but... part of quarantine. Because of yeah, that's what I was correct. Yeah, that's... Like they should be good by now, and they're still acting crazy. Well, Australia has uh, the parliament and all that have a series of like bad misogyny and uh, assault problems, so that's a big thing, and I think that'll also bring up the issue again. But I mean, it's nuts, man. Uh, I don't even like. I don't even know what else to say about that. Like, that doesn't even. I don't know. That doesn't even spark too many other thoughts because it's so absurd in itself like imagine we hear barack obama with some videos back when he was in senate like yeah no imagine like imagine imagine like our president and like monica Lewinsky or something (laughs) like imagine if something like that happened Oh, i I forgot about that (laughs) (laughs) but like you you look back on that and you remember how much of a huge deal that was like that was all we weren't even there. I don't yeah, recall. We, we weren't born. It was yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, but like just, just the historical impact that that has had, like the fact that we know the name Monica Lewinsky, despite that all happening before we were born, that's a huge, like, that, that would heard that disrupt name for the our first whole time. government. I was like, I was like 10 when I first heard that because I was learning all the rap god lyrics. And <laughs> Eminem talks about Monica Lewinsky. I was like, who's Monica? And that's how I first heard about it. Like, it seeps its way into everything. I wonder, mm-hmm. like, um, like Jackson was saying, I'm surprised that a lot of Australian, like, social media influencers haven't spoken a bunch about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's cr- crazy. Like, like you were saying, you know what's crazy is that Bill Clinton, actually, his approval ratings went up after he survived impeachment, bro. People they like went, humans. They like when people are human. True. I think they went, they went, Hey, if I was married to Hillary, I'd do it too. And they just they just <laughs> with him. I don't know, man. I mean, right. I, it's it's that line, like, like I don't know. Do we promote this type of culture, or is it just a consequence of human nature? Like, what? Where's the line drawn be- between manufactured society and what just naturally happens in yeah. human behavior? Yeah, because the question is: is him and the as pre- the president of the United States was he abusing his power by pressuring? Monica Lewinsky. I mean, any power. If there's any power dynamic between two sexual partners, then that can be considered um, a form of rape. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like even if a slave, quote unquote, consented, that's still their slave master that they're consenting to, and so it's like, like, come on now. Yeah, and it depends on how you know. Like I haven't obviously I haven't listened to a lot of Monica Lewinsky because you know it's before I never even heard her speak. I think I've seen her face like twice. Yeah, she's she's you know uh, she in the light of the Me Too movement, you know, she spoke up again because that's her right. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. If the president of the United States fell in love with you, that's got to be pretty hard to say no to. And we don't even know. Like, dude, just wanted to get a whack off i mean yeah it wasn't really like love like it's hard to gauge that's why people like slick willy yeah like the military they don't allow that type of stuff you know yeah if you got a relationship within the military i you guys are moving switching whatever we got to do yeah the military is actually that's a huge source of problems like that i don't know if you guys have seen um full metal jacket yeah. But that's um that's a, it's a Stanley Kubrick movie from 1988. So I don't know how accurate it still is, and it takes place during the Vietnam War even. So it's 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 pretty aged. But um, mm-hmm. there I'm, I read a statistic somewhere that 
the vast majority of women in the the army have at least experienced some form of sexual harassment and more than half of those women have experienced sexual assault or rape. oh yeah um, it's, it's so like um like that brings up the 97 percent thing and it's so tough because you know sexual harassment i mean if someone stares at you and let's say they're it's just unwanted like it's a stranger that's sexual harassment right there right. and mm-hmm. so and so so much like goes underreported i feel like i I would even i would say probably everyone in the military has unfortunately because when you're you know segregated from the opposite gender or whatever people are just animals well yeah terrible these are yeah and this is a shame these are men and women but mostly you know women in this in this case who are stepping up for their lives to give our country and then someone you know sexually assaults them that's not just uh, doing something absolutely detestable, but it's betraying your country. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like I could ground someone on treason for robbing the country of, of a Marine because you do such psychological damage to somebody. And that should never be tolerated in our military. Think about this. This is the most like, like crazy uh, military apparatus since the invention of the Roman Legion. And people are being abused in it, and nothing. A lot of stuff isn't going unheard. So, yeah. And so much just gets like because it happens so much. Like it's just like that's that's become normal. Like that's the last thing that should be normal, but it's become so normal that people are desensitized entirely. Yeah, no. I think I was watching a video. It was I believe it was Innuendo Studios, who is someone who I've talked about on this podcast before because I love their videos, Mm -hmm. and they have a series called the alt-right playbook which is um videos Mm -hmm. about things that people on the far right can use to like rhetoric devices or strategies that they'll use to make their views seem more acceptable to the masses Mm -hmm. and the thing that he said was it's very important to recognize that like when you see a tragedy happen that you need to say like this is not normal like this can't be normal because when like for example the the shootings there have been two mass shootings in the past like week correct me Mm -hmm. if i'm wrong but there was the one in atlanta and the one in boulder i think yes Mm -hmm. um which is terrible and the fact that it keeps happening is is normalizing it and it's important that we repeat to ourselves like even even if you're alone and you're reading something like that like say to yourself this is not normal because as soon as we let that become normal we have, and this isn't even a bipartisan issue, as soon as we let mass shootings become a part of our culture, mm-hmm. then we there's little to nothing we can do to, right. yeah. to remedy such a thing. Crazy is I saw a lot of people, the first thing that they posted after they heard about a mass shooting was about trying to keep your guns. And yeah. so that's not a partisan issue, that's a human issue. Mm-hmm. If I were a gun... Like, for instance, I understand a lot of keeping uh, guns around because a lot of times gun legislation uh, re- affects minorities the most. It's meant to mm-hmm. disarm minority communities. So I don't believe, you know, banning all weapons. Of course not. But if the first thing that I saw as a gun owner was to uh, was to um, uh, say, no, I have to keep my gun instead of saying, I'm so sorry for the victims, that's mm-hmm. an ethical problem with you. Exactly. Yeah, that's and it's um I saw people like talking about the guy in Boulder like his name like oh it doesn't seem like a very white name to me it doesn't it doesn't matter it's uh, I just <laughs> while we were having this conversation I got a DM on Instagram yeah. about you know oh his name was it doesn't I don't, know, I don't remember what his name so? was. It, it, it doesn't matter he's a, a a racially white guy and right now what America is trying to improve is not letting there be any bias or um you know way out of it uh or just calling out mental health to excuse something and it's mm-hmm. so it's not this idea to call out just white people it's this idea to make sure white people are also being called out like everybody else right and so it's it's just super it's not weird. people these from what i understand a lot of the viewpoint on their side so i'm trying to put myself in their shoes and see what their argument is and mm-hmm. I understand the psychological part is they're like, oh, we're being blamed for everything. I want to stop being blamed for everything. You're not being blamed. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. It's not being blamed for no reason. Nobody's blaming all white people. But the fact is, if you look at the facts, it's more uh, white members of the society who've been shooting that. 
And the problem, the difference is, is that when it's a man whose name is Ahmed, there is a rise in Islamic hate crimes and he is not given any quarter. But the police officer who addressed the Atlanta guy said he had a bad day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is unacceptable. No, it's, killed had a bad yeah, day. people are talking about... Um... Like, so with the Atlanta one and the people started calling out like black people and all this stuff, like there are just some people just out of nowhere calling out the black community. Um, and it's, it's really tough because, you know, everybody's acknowledging this effort to create division, which is what's happening. Um, but it's it's not that this guy who shoots a bunch of Asians is a white, a white supremacist. It's just he's coming to a white supremacy narrative. That they, like, whether you want to call it a hate crime or not, I mean, we can just look at patterns. Um, it's the idea of Trump might not be a white supremacist, but calling a virus, you know, the Wuhan virus or Chinese virus is succumbing, yeah, succumbing to this white supremacist narrative. And so while you might not, you know, label yourself as this or that, you're pushing this same mm-hmm. rhetoric. Yeah, no, if, it doesn't matter if, if you, like, if, if you as an individual believe that white people should be on top and that black people don't deserve rights, it doesn't matter if you believe that or not. Mm-hmm. As soon as you, you know, lock your car twice when you see a black person walk by it, as soon as you like, you know, hold your kids a little bit closer when you're walking mm-hmm. in a black neighborhood, you have, whether you did it on purpose or not, you have pushed the narrative of white supremacy because you're implying that black people aren't, trustworthy you're implying that black people can't operate on the same level as white people and that is inherently an i an idea it's a fundamental of white supremacy right and if, white even, supremacy even if you even if you say well i don't like that he says that but i'm still gonna vote for him that's saying it doesn't matter what he said and how it affects these other people as long as it, right. it benefits me being a bystander is almost just as bad as being the supremacist mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. eyes which is exactly like the David Dobrik stuff that we were talking about. Like he's being called out for being the bystander. Mm-hmm. It's not well, cancel culture. It's consequences. Yeah. And here's if people say, well, it's never been done before. It has been. Do you think that most of Nazi Germany were hardcore anti-Semites? No, they just didn't no. say anything. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. the problem. You have to say something. You know what I mean? So when somebody says China virus, you can go, oh, it's a virus from China. Then I can call imperialism. Uh, white culture and people would start crying and it's not right. white culture is it because yeah, you can call uh, the crusades the the christian wars or whatever exactly. and that would be an unfair statement correct and it would cause irreparable damage and that's what people don't understand they don't mind it because it's targeted towards a minority that they or a country like china that they already don't like mm-hmm. so, and it's like it's like um what we talk about in bs uh, black student union pretty often People struggle with sympathizing or empathizing for people who don't look like them or people who are not from the same place. Or um, it's like how, you know, like the chicken thing, like what's ethical? We can watch a chicken get decapitated because they are not the same as us. We don't assume they're on the same level. We can't relate to them. And so it's easier to target someone when their name is Ahmad um, rather than acknowledge. And then once someone is acknowledged that they're white it's easier to sympathize and empathize it's like, and it's not something that you can blame somebody for it's human nature that needs that still needs correction we still need a guideline and when you when you let yourself ignore those type of things then you're playing into it and it's 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 not you're not a horrible person but when you can be better you should be better right. like, it's like like you were saying if i don't know if you guys you guys obviously know who bill gates is if you've seen the video of bill gates trying to guess the prices of grocery stores on ellen he, yep. he doesn't know he can't imagine being a poor person anymore but a poor person of someone with lower income can always imagine being rich it's the same situation with someone who's been racially discriminated against can imagine not being so, but someone who has never been it, it is extremely hard to put yourself in the shoes of. Yeah. And I can say as, as a white person, it, you know, I mean, if you guys, if you guys listening didn't know, I am white (laughs) ethnically. Um, Jackson and Christian are of, of African American descent. And it, when this, I think it was around June when George Floyd was killed and I started being exposed to a lot of this, um, 
you know, the narrative that white supremacy is more than just neo-Nazis. Mm-hmm. Um, it was at first, it was really hard for me to stomach that I had white privilege because I was, well, no, I mean, no one's ever given me $20 because I was white. No, right. I've never, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I can't have inherent racism because I, I, I have black friends and stuff. And I, I used all the time that, you know, the age old uh, self-defense um, but when you when you really look at it, um, it's it's so easy to make excuses for yourself, mm-hmm. especially when you are the person who has benefited from privilege, whether it be white privilege, male privilege, straight privilege, all those kind of things. It's so easy for you to. And I say this from experience. It's very, very um, it's almost the the instinctual, like the natural next step when you're called out for something like that is to. No, that, that's not true. I mean, I'm, I'm a good person. Like you want to defend yourself because you want to keep, even if it's just for your purposes, you want to keep the narrative that you're a good person who is on the right side of history. And sometimes, honestly, most of the time you're not. And as soon as you can accept that and appreciate that and say, okay, how can I, as a white person, as a man, as a straight person, do what I can to help these communities whose oppression has worked to my benefit. Mm-hmm. Like I, um, I will always, always, always do whatever I can to support the Black community, the Latinx community, because I have benefited from their oppression, and that's not fair. Like that's right, and that's, that's not very Will's fault by in any degree. Exactly. It's just just acknowledge, like, because nobody is really asking for anything. Nobody really wants anything. they're just trying to get everybody on the same level. Yeah, I feel like if you ask most people, if it were up to them, everyone would be equal. Mm -hmm. Um, But the sad reality is that's not the way it is. Not everybody is equal, and you need to accept that, and you need to do what you can to, um, what's the word, equivocate for an equitable society, because that's, obviously, that's very, you know, you learn in preschool that everything should be fair, Mm -hmm that's it's human nature to want things to be fair it's human nature to want to work with other people it's human nature to want everybody to have the same thing it's also human nature to be greedy and so it's um you know just weighing out like what's really important to you and so we come back to that that topic of human nature that we were talking about with the australian senate is that human nature it's something in all of us and to deny it would be in a word foolish like it's it's nothing that we can suppress you're always going to want more than like i have i have a job i get paid 12.50 an hour like that is more than a lot of people get paid i'm very grateful to have the job but there are days where i'm thinking like i'll deal with a particularly annoying customer and i'll think i deserve more than 12.50 an hour i i should be making 15 honestly for some of the stuff i've had to put up with i deserve (laughs) 30 bucks an hour for some of these, these people, but it's, um, I I have to realize, I have to kind of call myself out when I get those thoughts that a lot of people have lost their jobs because of this pandemic. Like people are Mm -hmm. having to walk miles and miles just to get to, just to look for jobs. And And so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Ambition is one of the most helpful and deadliest of the human natures, because like you're saying, Mm -hmm. you're like, I deserve more. I want more. It's that grab for power. And it depends on whether someone how you uh, use it do to get it very much mm-hmm. so and how you use it like you were like you were saying very very much so and going back to the uh benefiting from little privileges people don't know that the little bitest of privilege is uh someone calling back the interview for all but okay someone's having an interview for with jamal to talk to jack something that oh this guy mm-hmm. i think i'll read his phd thesis first instead of the other guy you know what i mean it's simple as that, the little psychological things that you don't think of, the little, the, the slightest edge and job opportunity. In social- I mean, we, we are so, like, naturally just archaic. Like, is it really even, like, that brutal or archaic or, like, Neanderthal-type vibes that we watch people fight and, like, like we fund these people to train these people to beat each other up as brutally as possible so that we can observe it and stuff like that. Like it's that's borderline like hunger games uh kind of stuff. It's crazy. Like, like that really is human nature. So how much of it is bad? Like, how do we 
I've heard a lot of people talking uh, about like moral compasses and how morality is is also you know basically just what? a social construct. It's whatever society deems as right and wrong, or whatever you choose to adhere by. That's so like that doesn't mean we're endorsing to go kill twelve people. No, we're just we're, no. What we're saying is oh, it's yeah. not necessarily it's what good or bad is if is bad natural as well. Is it truly is mm-hmm. the is the psychosis the more primal side or is it truly the anomaly that we think it is and that's crazy. right is that is and that now, the balance that like the yin and yang that we need like when people ask like like why does god allow people to die of cancer like that might just be the yin and yang in human nature that is necessary or else we would go and it's crazy the, like have you have you guys seen those ads for headspace it's like a meditation mm-hmm. app um and it says that all humans have bad thoughts and it characterizes these bad thoughts as like i think it's a little cartoon of a guy who's on a plane and a baby is crying and the guy has like a fantasy where he picks up the baby and he throws it in the overhead compartment and you know the guy you can tell the guy obviously doesn't he would never do that not in a million years he doesn't believe in Mm -hmm. that but those intrusive thoughts human nature yeah exactly so the question i guess the question that we should be working towards because that there's something to be said for that element of humanity in in light of these shootings that have been happening mm-hmm. is is that an excuse is is the the natural violence of humanity because if you look at our our culture in the like the the bc days we were hunter gatherers um right. you know we were we were absolutely a violent society so is that in my opinion, that is no excuse for what's happening. I don't think you can make excuses, but to what level are can we be expected to um, to suppress right. our human nature? Yeah. And that that kind of goes back to the the boys will be boys argument too. The when when a woman gets sexually assaulted or raped, obviously, I would never make an excuse for mm-hmm. that. Um, but a lot of people will argue that oh, that's just that's human nature. That's the boys are are you know programmed to and we have to like to... these every human is programmed for this like we obviously um the you know whatever the biological male and female brain if we just address those two like the and the most simple ones they are both aggressive in these natures whether it comes to fighting or sex and stuff and it's these like different things you know, like that we eventually found to claim one is right and one is wrong. Like we saw it unfair for us to fight a woman like our counterpart because, you know, there's certain abilities biologically. And it's like, well, what's fair and what's unfair? And it's like your question, should we should we suppress human nature in favor of society? I would say, yeah, because um, that that's compromise. Mm-hmm. And it's like truest form is. You know, here, I won't kill you because with you, you can help me get this and you can enjoy it, whatever. Like everything is always this there's, little business because humans need always, that. I always think that a lot of bad things give short term good results and long term bad results. It's the simple fact that a lot of humans live in the short term. And speaking of bad thoughts, I think a good illustration of this is if, you, if anyone's ever watched American Psycho with Christian Bale. A lot of it is people don't realize mm-hmm. is all those things that he does as a psychopath and a sociopath in that movie are in his own head. Yet they are so utterly. Yeah, it's implied that yeah if, that if you and you don't know what's real or what's not, and that's the implication of, uh, you know, or even some of the thoughts that we have if they are bad enough, should that be, you know, you have to seek help. So, you know, it's not saying mm-hmm. don't think about, you know, fondling little boys all the time and don't say as long as you don't act on the thoughts, it's OK. Like, no, go get some. Mm-hmm. Help, you know? Yeah, no. And that's so we've answered the question. I think we all agree. The question of should we suppress our human instincts in favor of a more a fair society? And our answer, what? I think, unanimously, it's is just yes. like the just like, is this human nature or have we just now suppressed something in favor of our society? Like what society dictates what? So now the question I would ask you guys is, do you think we can, like, is it possible for us to come to an agreement where all humans put aside their, you know, 
for example, all humans decide that, you know, a woman's safety is more important than a man's sex drive. I think it is. Absolutely. I don't think it's, um, I don't know if it's possible I, because it's like that idea of yin and yang and people's truth and so many variables to account for. I'm not saying it's necessary that we have people get raped, but I, I well, don't know been, if it's a possible. Lot of it's been done before. Like for instance, the modern way of warfare for most of human uh, civilization was if you put a city under siege and it didn't surrender within three days, you could sell that entire population into slavery. That is not done anymore. Mm -hmm. And because this is uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of, I think is human nature. A lot of it comes down to the social construct. Like for instance, slavery has always been morally reprehensible. It's just been the fact that people were willing to put it behind them. It's now that people, mm-hmm. when you open your eyes to stuff, you figure you, people take actually do these morality things. And there's always been... and yeah, so that's an interesting uh, yeah, comment I, because I wonder would is do you guys think eugenics would solve this problem? Like we only allow the humans we deem as good to produce babies, and do you think we would eventually get? people well, there's, are favorable there's to what society that. needs now that. this of he course this is in a bunker in berlin in 1945 okay <laughs> <laughs> well that was based on physical attributes though Great. and that deemed that made them a, a perfect person a perfect Aryan. and of course this is this is all hypothetical yeah. we're not advocating <laughs> I, for you know right. if one of us ever runs for president we're not saying yeah. that that would be our our first hundred day plan is to <laughs> to kill all the the people we decide are bad but let's like a little thought experiment you know what if what if a colony of humans moved to mars and the only and we're supposed to start a colony there and the only people who were allowed to go were like philanthropists and you know leaders and people who were like in in the most objective sense we could achieve Mm. good people like mother the mother teresa's and the the people like that if we sent them to Mars and and we check back on them in five generations, would the people living on Mars then be better people and than the, the people is, living on is Earth that right now? a thought of social construct or is that an objectivity? Which I don't think it's an objectivity to say that one person sometimes is objectively better in every single way than the other person. You just, to me, you just it's mm-hmm. hard to do that. So like you, you'd say, if you take uh, in the most objective sense possible, the best person that you can think of, is that really the best, you know, that's a thought process that you have, you know what I mean? That's not a something that is mm-hmm. objectively, like a lot of times objectivity is just that everyone can agree on it. <laughs> that's the... Right, That that's what determines mm-hmm. a fact. It's something that um, it yeah, something that is agree objective. Yeah. And it's, it, that's what's super interesting. Um, and like, so if we had a group of these perfect people, let's say a, a tribe or something, would would we consider that, you know, a hindrance to progress? Like, what do we deem as progress? It, just because we find out a new way to do things or uh, just a new something, like how much progress is that really? Is it necessary? What do you guys think that would be a negative I think consequence? It would be very much negative because it would allow the s- selectation of people who deserve to live and deserve to die. And I don't think that any mm-hmm. person has the power to choose on who deserves to be in the group of perfect and who deserves. Well, well, let's say we mm-hmm. do have a group of perfect. Do you think that community surviving as is, let's say the population barely grows, it just stays pretty steady? Would that be worth? Never yeah, making progress again. How do you determine that? If we, if we paused in time now, and let's say society's perfect person is all that there was in society, would that be? Let's give them a name. Let's let's say her name is Hannah. All right. Um, Hannah Smith. Hannah Smith. Hannah Smith is the perfect. She does person. everything right. We've never heard She's a fly. Selfless. She helps her community. We have a bunch of people who just give themselves into their community, therefore get what they put in. Let's say we have that running. I guess this would kind of go into the idea of communism almost. People, because, you know, there's this idea of um, not making progress. Would that be worth not making progress if we had a bunch of Hannah Smiths forever and ever? 
Yeah. So this is the philosophy of, is it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it versus, um, versus is, is it ever not right. broke to begin mm-hmm. with? Yeah. I guess it's, yes. Yeah, the difference between, between conserving and progressing, you know, if it works, should we keep it or should we find something better and has finding something better actually hurt us yeah if with our mistakes is trying to find something better more more hurtful in the long run than keeping what you already have i think is if you have the hannah Mm smith's procreate Mm -hmm. does that take away the humanity of being human of being multifaceted if everyone has the same same hand right like like for example we tried to improve by making a government, a formal government. We went from, let's say, tribal times to now we have people in suits. Um, was it better that we did that at the cost of having mainly men? Or should we have stuck with it? Would it have been worth missing out on the progress that our new government has brought versus thousands of years ago? Mm-hmm. Should we play it yeah. safe and work, keep maintain the status quo, maintain what has worked? Or should we... Um, you know, be be a little bit bold. Maybe make a choice that we don't know will if and it I will pay off or the, not in the first uh, five that's years. The mindset between the progressive and the conservative. Liberal has been given a a slanderous term, so let's not use it. Let's yeah. Same same with progress. conservative. Yeah, very much so. Uh, progress is a lot of times when a progressive does to something, it's because there needs to be bold action, or we believe that there needs to be bold action, and a lot of times the conservative believes that that bold action is actually hurtful and you need to stay with what works. Mm-hmm. And my thought press process is not everything works and trying to keep everything the same because it benefits you is different than that. Mm-hmm. Here, you know what, let's, let's use a way lower stakes <laughs> example to try to, if, if you were a little bit confused with what we were saying with all the, you know, colonies on Mars and communism <laughs> and eugenics and stuff, let's say, so my i over winter break i rearranged my room and so now my bed is in the corner i have my desk where my bookshelf used to be there's a big empty spot by the wall so i i like my way i like my room the way it is you know it feels way more open there's more space for me i i you know i have more places to put posters but let's say i I go to ikea one day and i see a couch and that couch was just this actually happened you know i i was like oh that couch, it would fit right on that empty spot on my wall. It it looks awesome. And I, I can think of a ton of things I would rather do on that couch than I would rather do at my desk or on my chair or in my, you know, in my bed. Should I buy the couch? Because it's possible that it, you know, on on one hand, it's possible that couch is the best purchase I've ever made. You know, it, it can fold mm-hmm. out. It can become a futon. That's awesome. Um but it's $200 and I am a minimum wage employee who works like 10 hours a week. $200 isn't chump change for me. And what if it doesn't now I've sacrificed the things that I like about my room. Now I don't have as much place, as much space to put posters. I don't have as much open space for me to walk around in and you know, it, it could just look bad. So basically what happened in the stories i did buy the couch and i think it's awesome yeah, i love the couch but should would so i think that's, it's like that's are, are we part of the are we really better than animals for our like okay we've gotten to the point where we can examine evolution and as far as we observe animals don't even look at evolution so has that hindered us more like we have this good where we've improved certain critical thinking skills um and certain just things about ourselves where we can you know look in the third person is is that worth being able to think of so many ways to do harm to people or so many ways to control people is like, i will where... say this i will say this no man or woman in history has truly made a profound impact by keeping something that was already there and keeping it there a person right. who invented things mm-hmm. didn't make history because they said no the torch works just fine they Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody nobody knows the guy exactly. who invented the second nobody light bulb. Knows, you uh-huh. make history is made by moving forward. That's that's what I think. I'm not saying that you know conservation has no you know worth because it does. 
All I'm saying is that objectively, whether it's for good or for bad, people have made mark on the earth by changing something. So I think that's where that comes mm-hmm. from. It's the natural evolution of human beings is to try something different, I think. Yeah. And it's all. Mm-hmm. So at, at the end of the day. Oh, I was just saying it's all weighed on this abstract scale of good and evil, whether it's worth it or not. Who are we benefiting? Because we can, in the end, we can only see it from our eyes. And if it doesn't benefit us, it's hard to see it as beneficial at all. So at the the end of the day, at the risk of of (laughs) quoting high school musical, is is it worth it to stick to the status quo or if do we risk a larger do we risk hurting ourselves in the interest of progr- a progress that can pay off in spades or end up bankrupting us and that that's a question that we as 317 year olds don't have the answer to like that is something that an entire congress of people don't have the answer to that's something that a world seven billion people across the world don't have and it's funny that you mentioned um high school musical because these kids movies taught us Uh, a lot like they created our concept of good and bad that's that's crazy i watched nemo and i (laughs) i could have seen like dang nemo went out there he touched the butt and nearly dies multiple times or his dad nearly died like like that's the consequence of things, and is consequence good or bad? They learned mm-hmm. something from it. Nemo was, Nemo was one of my favorite movies, or I mean, like. But should Nemo have taken the lesson that taking risks right. is bound to mm-hmm. backfire on you, or should he have taken the lesson that, I mean, it's uh, it's is, possible is to take risks and actually, survive. Is Spider Man actually morally obligated to do anything, or is he actually wrong for manipulating? the way of the world at all which is yeah yeah spider-man is a vigilante that's 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 something that's illegal in our in our real world law and does law equal good that's that question does Mm -hmm. the laws that we have are they objectively good or do we follow them because it's written by a piece of paper of a man who actually if you take away societal standards is the exact same as us yeah and i mean yeah that is another human writing and we have amendments for a reason that's that's an, like one of those things like we just can't worship or bow down to anybody on our level if they're another human like us if they're an animal on this planet if they exist the same way we do yeah they are susceptible to fallacy right. they aren't they aren't flawless and that goes back to the thing i think with the stuff about um, automatic rifles and gun control like do we really maintain the status quo of being allowed to have whatever guns we want because a bunch of old white dudes in the 1700s said that yeah, we it's, should like it's, automatic rifles weren't a thing tough. back then they had no these idea people who are creating these once again just abstract scales on one hand stand up for what's right arm yourselves and make a revolution if you feel it's unequal but we'll turn around and make things like guns illegal when people stand up and feel something is wrong and try to start a revolution. For example, NRA and Black Panthers or the American the Revolution. Well, the NRA isn't necessarily doing a power play. It's because they like money. That's it's it's simple right. fact and Agreed. the, the inner racism within it. You know, like like for instance, here's the thing with a lot of people that I see with, you know, I'm personally not a gun owner. Might I own a gun in the future? Maybe. But here's something that I listened. I listened to a town hall with Barack Obama during the last uh, months of his presidency. He and someone, a gun owner, asked him, why are you punishing the good on, good gun owners by having restriction? And he said, well, no one's going to take their guns away. And another thing is that backgrounds, background checks need to happen. He said, the FBI agents informed me of a U.S. citizen who is a known ISIL, which is like ISIS, sympathizer, goes on the websites and does communications he cannot stop that man from walking into a gun show and buying however many guns he wants because they're the mm-hmm. background and it's like how do we and that is, yeah it's like how do we determine what's good or bad it's like maybe the guy is a good person because he stands for isis because his family was killed by whatever it's like how do we determine or maybe he's just a good person because he stands yeah, for something is, 
is that that man is a security threat. He is someone who could kill plenty of people. In fact, he might be planning to do it, but they can't stop him because people have blocked legislation to where you can't stop something. From, like, for instance, let's think about this. If Iran has a nuclear bomb, the potential for, like, nuclear war goes up. But if Iran doesn't have a nuclear bomb, there's there's the the potential goes down. So why would you give someone who is uh, a threat to society a chance to be a threat to society? Mm-hmm. It's like if if America doesn't have nuclear bombs, there's less of a chance of a nuclear bomb going right. off in the world just because one less person has it. And it's like who is good or bad? Mm-hmm. I don't even. There's it's hard to even digest it all because it's it's all subjective. Nothing is objective in this world. Nothing will ever be besides the fact, quoting a famous man, that you think, therefore you are. You exist, and that's the only thing that mm-hmm. is true. Yeah, so if, if you've, you know, we've, we've said a lot during this podcast, and I think this has been one of definitely yeah. our most philosophical episodes so far, is that we posed a lot of questions that we don't have answers to. So if we, you know, and we, I think we all tried to answer them to the best of our ability. We tried to rationalize them, but they're, you know, they're kind of beyond rationale. It's, it's more of a thought experiment than anything else. So if you agree with us, if you disagreed with us, we're more than happy to hear your thoughts. I think we actually, if I'm not mistaken, we have a special guest lined up for next week. Um, if you're interested in being a guest on one of these more philosophical episodes, because you think you have something to add, we would be more than happy to have you, um, because they, these are conversations that not only need to be had, but are also pretty interesting mm-hmm. to have, I think. I think so as well. I mean, good and evil, which is which. Yeah, yeah or human instinct can or should it be suppressed? Um, do we maintain the status quo or do we take risks that could either pay off mm-hmm. or backfire? These are all questions that we've we've touched on and questions that we can't. I don't say we as in Christian Jackson and Will. I say we as in the human species can and, answer. Uh, definitely. I think that personally, most of the time with these deep things, it's good to ask questions because the answer to the question is just another question. It's just the thought, the thought process. You don't have to have an answer to mm-hmm. everything. I think that if you keep the conversation going, you can find a solution. It doesn't have to fix everything, but there can be a solution to something. A compromise. compromise. Anything to make something better is, I think, a discussion worth having. And just a fun thing. We, yeah. like, we're going to probably sit here. I don't even think I fully digested what we all just said. You know what I mean? It was pretty it was pretty deep. So, uh, yeah, everyone, if you have another mm-hmm. question, send it our way. And I think we start. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think that generally wraps everything up. That... Yeah. <laughs> There's really no answer to something that is subjective, and that's our lives. Yeah, I know that's not the most satisfying conclusion that, you know, we're leaving you with no answer, but I think that's, you know, we wouldn't be very true to the nature of this discussion if we left you with a concrete, right. you know, it's we agree on this or this Everything is right. Is a gray area. Oh, Full circle. <sighs> that's why every mac and cheese is good. <laughs> Well, it's crazy. All, right. all right all right well we we'd like to thank you guys for listening mm-hmm. we hope you took something away from this conversation yeah and that's um, it christian denman on the gray area will jackson and this is Will the gray area. my name's jackson yeah. all right thanks everybody